Hello and welcome to part 3 of Anniversary in August. I'm moving on to the 90s with the Fox flop Doctor Who the Movie, which came out in mid-1996. Straight off the bat, I am a huge Doctor Who fan and have been since the late 80s. My Doctor was McCoy and as a kid most of his stories scared me, such as The Curse of Fenric. I even have a few items signed by some of the Doctors and some of the other Who actors. Anyway, moving away from my Who credentials, it's on with this quote-unquote movie. Now, I get this was supposed to be a rebooted series after the Beep, that's BBC, cancelled it back in 1989, but did do have to Americanise it by mixing it a love story and an X-File angle. Also, why Eric Roberts, the man is a terrible actor. I think all they cared about was the TARDIS, the screwdriver and the Doctor. By the way, the TARDIS stands for Time and Relative Dimension in Space, for all views non-Hoovians. Anyway, it's on with the show. Starring Paul McGann, Daphne Ashbrook, Eric Roberts, Yee G. Sue, Will Sasso and Sylvester McCoy. The plot, the Master has finally faced his crimes and used up all of his lives yet again. And now the Doctor has to take his essence from Gallifrey, so the essence to Gallifrey, their home planet. He escapes, forcing the TARDIS to crash land in New Year's Eve 1999 Earth. So can the Doctor stop the Master before turning over inside out, or is it finally all over? So with that, it's on to a shot of Scarrow. Why are the Daleks trying the Master? Is beyond me because I'm pretty sure the Master and the Dalek were teammates a few stories. Anyway, moving on. Then a bizarre shot of two lizard snake eyes, even though the Time Lords are human eyes, not lizard nor snake eyes. As the Doctor voices over, shots of the Master getting killed and turned into ash. And then the god-awful Americanized Doctor Who theme and titles kick in, which look more like Stargate than Doctor Who. So once the titles are over, we see Doctor Who, played by Sylvester McCoy, carrying an urn of the Master's ashes in it onto an altar of candles and Razalon statues dotted all over the place. Razalon being the Time Lord president. So the Doctor Who places the ashes into a box which he seals using the third Doctor's sonic screwdriver, even though McCoy never even used a sonic screwdriver and in fact it was destroyed back when Peter Davison was the Doctor. But hey ho, this is America and it can change absolutely anything. Yes, folks, this is going to be really geeky, and yes, it's going to be really nitpickety. Hmm, by the way, McCoy holds his Scottish screwdriver backwards and then places it back in his bag of tricks, holding many Scottish screwdrivers, some of which look like River Song's future driver. Hmm, is that what she got it from? Sitting in a wing-back chair, enjoying some tea with Jelly Babies, one of the many, many eggs in this, while reading The Time Machine by H.G. Wells, the Master escapes the urn and the box, and snails its way into the TARDIS console, which allegedly the Fox spent $1 million on the set, looking nothing like the BBC one. Also, McCoy isn't wearing his question mark vest, nor is he holding his iconic umbrella. The Master causes a time, time malfunction and forces the Doctor Who to land in 1999, December 30th, San Francisco, Chinatown. Oh, and I forgot, spot the 900-year diary in a nod to the second Doctor. Also, Doctor Who's teacup flips as the Master uses his telepathic powers. Once on Earth, Doctor Who is shot by a street gang member, 
and is rushed to hospital by Chang Lee, played by Ye Ji Soon, and I'm sorry if that's pronounced wrong, who puts him down as John Smith, the name the Doctor uses on Earth from time to time. Note the nod to London on a billboard, and also a pet peeve of mine, they got the TARDIS engine sounds completely bloody wrong. How fucking hard is it to get whale songs? Moving on. As the Master Slug slimes out of the keyhole of the TARDIS, even though this model does not have a real keyhole, the keyhole didn't return until Eccleston's TARDIS and escapes as EMTs show up and doctors rushed into hospital. In the ambulance, we meet Bruce slash the Master, played by Eric Roberts. Why Eric Roberts? The guy is terrible in absolutely everything he does. Oh dear, oh dear. And one other thing, why would a through and through need a heart surgeon? Mm, it was a through and through, he was shot on a right shoulder. So Doctor Who is rushed into surgery as the Master's slug now turns into a snake and is sliming its way into Bruce's jacket, hiding for much, much later. So Doctor Who gets a chest, chest x-ray and it shows his two hearts. Oh yes, because I forgot, Time Lords have two hearts. Which the doctors think is a double exposure, so did it even bother checking for a pulse then? Anyway, moving on. Removing the bullets, a nurse says there's one bullet left in his heart. His left heart, that is, not his right one. So magically this bullet has teleported from his right shoulder to his left heart. So they call in Dr Grace Halloway, or Amazing Grace as she's nicknamed, played by Daphne Ashbrook from her date to Madame Butterfly. In full ball gown, she tries to remove the bullets in Doctor Who's heart, as she kills him by placing in a probe in his body after she refuses to listen to him, saying he is not human. Yes, she does full surgery in a full ball gown. Which would have killed her to remove the ball gown. Moving on. Just notice it's the same set and used as in the Fly 2 from 1989 as the hospital brass look on as Grace's disastrous surgery. With Doctor Who now dead, Grace grills Chang, who claims to know him. However, he runs off with the TARDIS key and other goodies. So halfway across town, hours later, Bruce gets finally turned into the master as the snake gets into his body by going down his throat. Why wait three hours to strike is beyond me. Meanwhile, Doctor Who's body is wheeled into the morgue by Pete, played by Will Sasso, who was a huge Doctor Who fan apparently. So once inside the fridge, Doctor Who regenerates into the Doctor, played by Paul McGann. In some of the same effects news in today's Who, again, why did it take three hours to get to the morgue and why did it take hours to regenerate? This usually happens within minutes of death. Also, spot Eric Roberts' real wife, Alyssa Roberts, playing Bruce's wife. As Pete watches Bridal Frankenstein on TV, the Doctor regenerates to the Eighth Doctor as he rises from the dead, almost giving Pete a heart attack. He finds the new outfit, but nodded to which when Matt Smith took over from David Tennant. He finds Tom Baker's scarf, then finally finds the late Victorian gunslinger outfit, but not before throwing away the Stepson hat, which was worn by Matt Smith in his later Doctor Who role. It, is, it then shows Chang going through the Doctor's items again, why wait the next morning to go through this bag of items. Finding the 4th Doctor's Yo-Yo, the 3rd Doctor's Sonic Screwdriver, and the 5th Doctor's TARDIS key. Back with the Master, he quickly kills his wife, as he now has two yellow snake eyes. Pete explains to Grace that the Doctor just up and walked away, however, she doesn't listen and gets called into a meeting where she is promptly fired. 
in the elevator. That's Lyft for my British people. She meets the doctor who quotes back his her final words to him as he lay on the table and he also talks about Madame Butterfly. She doesn't listen, of course, because she thinks he's just bug nuts. So he sneaks into the back of her car and pulls out the probe in his chest. Meanwhile, the, the master shows up asking for the doctor's body, which of course has been up and walking away and is in Grace's car. So taking him home, Grace throws out the doctor after he she finds he has two hearts. However, he comes back in through the window. Meanwhile, Chang goes back to the TARDIS, opens the door into the huge set, as it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Time Lord Tech, gotta love it. So he does what every other assistant does and walks out and walks around it, which was copied in this modern season. One thing, how the hell did the Master get in as the TARDIS does not like the Master? Anyway, he finds the Master, who tells him he is the Master and uses his hypnotic powers on him to hand over the Doctor's items from him. Hours later, Grace is still puzzled by the Doctor's blood as the two go for a walk and it's here he tells him, tells her he's from Gallifrey and he is a Time Lord. Back in the TARDIS, the Master bribes Chang to help him by giving him bags of gold dust. I guess this is news to kill Cybermen. With the Master claiming the Doctor to be Genghis Khan in one of his earlier lives. It's here the Master shows Chang the Eye of Harmony or the Heart of the TARDIS. Forcing Chang to look into the eye, he spies on the Doctor as the Doctor's memories just appear just like that. Here, the Master finds out the Doctor is actually half-human, something that has never been mentioned since nor before. So the Doctor explains that the Master is a rival Time Lord and wants his body and remaining lives. And if the eye isn't closed, the Earth will be sucked into it. He also needs an atomic clock to close it. And with that, Grace runs off thinking he is mad, so she calls an ambulance. However, the Doctor just walks through a window and explains the molecular structure has now changed due to the Eye of Harmony. On the TV, we see news reports of strange things happening around the world, such as it's snowing in a desert. As the Doctor explains, it's because of the Eye is opened. It is here the Doctor finds out about the atomic clock, so the two rush off to get it. However, the Master shows up. Unfortunately, the Doctor doesn't recognise him, and he drives him to the clock, during which, in the back of the ambulance, the master's sunglasses fall off. So the doctor recognises him, and he spits acid onto Grace. And where the hell did this come from is beyond me, because I've never seen the master spitting acid. So the doctor escapes by spraying Vyxinger first onto Grace's arm, and then into the master's eye. The doctor then steals a, a cop's bike, after offering him a jelly baby and a nod to the fourth doctor. And used again by David Tennant and Matt Smith. Well, the motorbike riding is anyway. With the Master giving chase, the Doctor heads towards the clock in some terrible quote-unquote action scenes. Once inside the party, the camera pans across just to show how cheap Fox is. They must have spent about a thousand bucks on this set, with two thousand balloons and bandanas scattered here and everywhere. Cheap! Meanwhile, the Doctor explains what a Time Lord is. Again, what's with the half-human thing? as the Doctor steals an ID card to get a closer look at the atomic clock. Up at the clock, the Doctor steals his microchip, however it is caught by security, so he offers him another Jello Baby and just walks off. Finally, the Master gets into the party, somehow, and spots Grace and the Doctor, so the two run off and find the security team frozen in slime. So the two use a fire hose to escape the roof of the building and get away. 
going back to the TARDIS, they find the cloister bell has been tolling, which is supposed to be a red alert, which annoys me because in Matt Smith's one, it's going off constantly. But anyway, moving on. So the Doctor uses the, the clock's microchip to close the Eye of Harmony. However, it's opened too long and there is no future. So the TARDIS is almost out of power. The Doctor tries to jumpstart it, but however, but unfortunately, Grace has been taken over by the Masters of Venom and knocks out the Doctor. Strapping the Doctor to a stretcher, Chang tells the Doctor about the Master's plan as the Master comes out in full Time Lord attire, acting way OTT and camp as fuck. Grace straps the Doctor's head in some sort of restraining device as the Master steals the Doctor's remaining lives. Fortunately, Chang comes to his senses and stops the Master, so he gets killed by the Master as he has to use Grace's eyes to open, reopen the Eye of Harmony yet again. So Grace runs off to kickstart the TARDIS as the Master tries to steal the Doctor's remaining lives. As the clock's, clock counts down to the new millennium, Grace gets the TARDIS rebooted and stops the Master's plans, again not using the whole effects of the engine, I mean how hard it was to get a whale song, etc etc. The Master comes true too and throws Grace to her death. So Doctor and Master fight as the Master gets sucked into the eye to his death in some terrible CGI effects. With the Master dead, Doctor uses the TARDIS to go back a day, therefore Grace is and Chang is still alive. With some tinkering from the Doctor, he takes Grace and Chang into year 2000 as the clock strikes midnight. So Chang runs off with the bag of gold as Doctor has Grace to come with him, but she refuses. The two kiss in some terrible black screen effects. And right here is where the whole fad of the assistants falling in love with the Doctor started right bloody well here. God damn you, America. Anyway, the two kiss, he walks away and gets teleported into the future as credits roll. So that was Doctor Who the movie. A far too American for my liking and has little to no connection to the British Doctor Who. Thankfully this did not kill the franchise as it came back nine years later and is going strong ever since. Terrible effects and terrible overacting by Roberts. And this is just an awful script, an awful story. Three out of ten. Anyway, come back next week for my fourth and final anniversary in August with Scream. Then in September it's Psycho, October is October. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me movie suggestions at Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com, all lowercase. Oh, and by the way, if you're looking for a good Master vs. Doctor story, try 1989's Survival, the final in the Doctor Who original series before it got rebooted. Anyway, a bye.